Welcome, beautiful people, to another episode of my podcast, uh, Sharings with Shama from Darkness to Light. For those of you who are new to my channel here, I kind of ventilate anything that either I have on my mind or a topic that is a request from you. And I want you to know that oftentimes these are my opinions, my truths, my beliefs, my perceptions. So, uh, and I take them from my years of wisdom, my experience, life experience, uh, going through life up and down. So, whatever you hear with me, take it in and you create your own truth, okay? I just wanted to make that clear, that what I share is from me to you. This week I asked if you had any topics you wanted me to address, and I, I got one that I feel is is very, very, very close to my heart and also a really important one, especially in these days. And that is how to be a good parent when you are struggling with depression. And when I got that question, I immediately felt like, oh, oh, this is not me. This is not for me. Someone else take that. And then I, when I have this reaction inside uh, of... I want to reject something or I feel, no, I don't want to touch that. Then I know it's important for me to address it because there is something inside of me that is hidden. Something is in the dark. There's something I don't want to see, don't want to touch. So I take it on. Okay. How to be a good parent when you are fighting, struggling with depression. And my own story is that when I was a kid, I don't know really, since my mom and dad passed, and I don't know how they themselves struggled with depression when I was younger. I know that when I was 14, um, between 14 and 15, um, two events collided in my life. And the first one was that my mother, she lost her job. I don't think she'd ever been unemployed until then. And she really, she got a job a year, just a year before, and she quit a really, really good, good job. Uh, she was a social worker. And she quit that because of this offer. They wanted her to be editor-in-chief of a book publishing company. And she was super excited and... I am sure she was really, really good at it, too. Uh, the problem was that uh, the financial situation um, behind was not solid. So after one year, the company became bankrupt and my mom lost her job. And I'm thinking, if I was 14, she was like 49 to become 50. And um, as a, as a grown-up woman... I know that this is a period in time when it's definitely not perfect to lose your job. And the consequences of this was that we had to move. 
My two elder sisters, uh, they already moved out, so it was me and my mom uh, living in a house. I was 14, so we left my neighborhood. Uh, She got an apartment instead uh, because she didn't have an income. And for me now to realize that my mom had to uproot me, she had to leave the neighborhood where we've been living in for like 10 years or something and to move into the city. And uh, for her, it was a big thing, of course. For me, it was only negative. I lost my friends, I lost my school, I lost everything. And it was only negative. There was nothing fun living in the city. And uh, the thing is that my mom, she became severely depressed. She never told me. She never addressed that. She never said, I'm in a really bad place right now. But she stayed in her room all day. She, at some days, I didn't even see her. The door was closed. And I was kind of, you know, walking on eggshells in apartment. It was a big apartment. I was not comfortable there. It was very gloomy and dark. And I remember this darkness with mom uh, in her room, not coming out. And I couldn't find my way in it. I really, really felt like I, I couldn't find my way at home. At the same time, I said two events collided and... Uh, I think my mom lost her job, maybe. I think the move was in the summer, actually, because I remember I went, I had to take the bus to go back to my school when it began in the autumn again. And and that Christmas we spent with dads and they told me he had cancer and that it was severe. So just within a few months, this happened. That uh, My mom, we had to move. She lost her job. She got depressed. And then my dad got cancer. And I remember, of course, my dad, this affected him too a lot. It affected us all. And the coming year, I was more or less having two depressed parents. One that was in a dark room in the apartment. You know, when I left in the morning, she was there in her room. And when I came home, she was there in her room. We had no dinners together. um, And no blame on my mother, but it was not easy for me as a teenager. And then we had uh, my dad, on the other hand, struggling with, you know, surgery and chemo and... uh, Really, he was a surgeon himself, so he was terrified of doctors. He didn't want to have a surgery, but he was forced to. And anyways, to address the topic, when you have children and you are depressed, I didn't know what was going on in my house. I had no idea what my mom mom was going through. She didn't talk to me. When she talked to me, she was angry. And I, as a teenager, 14, 15, 16, I began to do, you know, I I started to drink. I began to hang out with boys. 
I stopped coming home at night. I stayed over at random guys' place and so on. And my mom, she didn't have the capacity to care for me uh, because she was like full, fully busy of, I think, recovering herself, you know, getting her feedback on the ground and what to do and how to get a new job and so on. So I think it was a massively destructive period in our lives for me, my mom and my dad. And they were separated, so they didn't live together. So I felt like I didn't have like a sanctuary anywhere. And for me as a child, when I reflect back, thinking what would I have needed back then? I think just by asking the question, how to be a good parent when you are going through a depression, I think that is a beautiful step. To really understand that what you are going through has an effect on your children and how to be a good parent when you are struggling with, you know, survival. Because this is the thing. Depression is not an easy thing. There are so many feelings. There are so many... You know, really, we are, when we are depressed, we are consumed by negative feelings. That we are really bad parents, bad persons. Uh, life is never going to change. It's never going to be good again. Uh, we are useless, worthless. We have low energy. We have no capacity. And uh, there, there are so many errors in our mental, what shall I say, composition. And at that platform, try to be a good parent. Okay, I'm not only depressed. I also have the expectations on myself that I should be a good parent. And for me, those two does not really match. To me, I think it's uh, what I would have needed when I was a child. I would have needed that both my parents sat down with me and said, Shama, do you know what? I lost my job. This does not only affect us that we don't have any money, that we need to move, and you're going to lose your friends. It also has a mental effect on me. I'm really struggling right now. I feel super sad. I feel like a failure. I really feel that I don't know my way out here and I want you to know this that whatever comes your way for me when I'm in this space it's not personal it's not because I don't love you it's because I actually am not well right now I think I would have needed and this is the thing I was 14 15 16 when this was going on I think I would have been able to to receive a conversation like this, where I was, you know, taken into the account. And I think that is the thing. No one took me into the account that whatever they were going through has an effect on me. This had a massive effect on me. As my father was dying, my drinking behavior escalated, you know, um, as my mother became more and more depressed or didn't get out of it, I stayed away more and more. 
I really avoided to be at home because I couldn't stand it. And the thing is that what what happens with the child, what happens with me is I got so full of guilt, so full of guilt all the time. Daddy was dying, I was out drinking, I felt guilty. Mom was depressed, she was sad, uh, I wasn't at home, I couldn't support her. Uh, I felt so much guilt and all I wanted, all I wanted at this point, I, I can't say all I wanted was for me to be happy because that was not what I wanted. All I wanted was for my parents to be happy. It was really like if my parents are happy, I can just be again. I can relax again. But as long as my parents are dying and are unhappy, I am kind of in a war zone. And I think that to communicate, and actually I think a really, really good idea is to talk to your therapist, to talk to someone, how can I address this with my children? How can I really tell my children right now, I'm going through a tough phase. It's not going to last forever. I'm going to come out of it. But at times, it's going to, you know, spill over to you. And I really, really want you to know I love you and this is not going to last forever. And if you feel afraid, if you feel sad, if you feel lonely, if you feel whatever feelings you have, you can talk to this person. I think it would have been amazing if I would have had a person in my life that I could have spoken to where I could have just expressed all my fears, you know. I knew from the beginning my father was going to die. I felt it in my core. I had nowhere to express those feelings. My mom, depression when I was 14, you know, back in the, in the, that was even like the early 80s, it was nothing you talked about. Mental health was nothing you talked about. And to understand that my mom was not just angry and grumpy and hated me, that she was actually depressed, that is something I've learned much, much later. And I've learned that through my own depression. So I can have, like, in this episode, it's like two layers. There's one layer when I was the child... And I can feel into, and I really separate myself now, I feel into what I think I would have needed back then. And now comes the, 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 the part I am curious about, you know, that I think made me want to reject this topic, is that it's much easier for me to, as a child to have a clear picture of, you know, what my parents should have done when they were depressed, because my dad was also depressed. There was a lot of crying in my house uh, behind closed doors. And as a child who never seen your dad cry, it's terrifying. It's not like, okay, dads cry too. It wasn't like that back then. It was like, really, okay, this is really, really danger now. Now we're talking days, you know. Um, so I think that when I was a child, I would have needed much more communication. I would have needed 
much more transparency, honesty, authenticity, and less hiding, and less uh, rejection. It was really like closed doors between me and my mom, me and my dad. And I think that that is also something that contributed to my own depression. At the same time, they were going through depression. Of course, I entered depression too, of course. And that stuck with me for many, many, many years. I think it began much earlier when they divorced, but during this period, my life had like a was a downward spiral. And I think it could have been differently if my parents had been transparent and more open, more courageous. But the thing is, can you be all that that I as a child want when you are in a depression? Is it available to us as parents? So I'm jumping now several years ahead uh, to, to when I had four children, was going through divorce. Uh, I can say when I had two children and my, my fiancé died. If you talk about depression, that's like my, my, my biggest, most massive depression ever. And the weird thing is, I was absolutely clueless. I had no idea. I was depressed. I thought I was grieving. I did not know that this feeling of wanting to die all the time was depression. I thought it was grief. I thought it was the consequences of loss. And to me, to really take that in, that for a couple of years I was severely depressed when I was like 26, 27, 28, maybe up to 30, I don't know. I was severely depressed, but I tried to live my life as normal. Maybe that was what my parents tried to. So I tried to be a good mom, do all the things. You know, when I look back, I did all the things I did before, uh, you know, baked and cooked and I went, you know, figure skating and went to activities with the kids. I played soccer, I studied, I kept on, you know, doing all the little excursions with the kids, going this, there and everything. But I was severely depressed. And I never, ever spoke to them about my feelings. For the first year, my daughter, she saw me cry a lot. But I really, you know, as a parent, when I was depressed, I didn't know I was depressed. And I tried to kind of hide it from the kids by focusing on them. I really focused so much on them, arts and crafts and activities and play and, you know, as I said, baking and so on, celebrations and things. But I never, I was never authentic with my feelings. I never said that I miss Stefan so much that at times I really, I can't, you know, I don't really know how to do. I don't know how, how, 
but I'm doing my best. And I don't know how you speak to a six-year-old and a four-year-old about these. So I think there is one thing with grief and then there's one thing with depression. What I feel when I listen to the young me is that I wanted my mom to be honest with her feelings. And I think that with my children, I never dared to be honest with my feelings. It's just recently with my youngest where I can be honest with my feelings. Also, I would say um, my, my oldest son also, I feel I can be honest with my feelings. I can really say to him also, I, I am sad. When he asked, Mom, how are you? And I said, I am sad. This happened and it affected me and I feel sad. And I feel I can be authentic in that with him. But when they were younger, I was, I was much more composed. I tried to protect them from my feelings in order to not make them feel. And I did the opposite what my mom did. I was outgoing, I was socializing, I was, you know, always with them, I never left them alone. I was really like, look at me, I am not depressed. Look at me, I am your mother, I am not depressed. So I think I became an expert of hiding my feelings from my kids. And I don't think that is the way. I think that is probably one of the reasons why my eldest daughter is so hard on me sometimes, that she feels I've been faking, that she feels I've not been authentic, that she feels I'm not trustworthy. And in a way, she's right. But the thing is, I did it for them because I did not want them to grow up and feel bad for me. I didn't want them to grow up and feel like I was a loser, uh, you know, that I was sad, that I was not happy. So not only did I put up this kind of okay face, but I also tried to make things right by doing what I thought was right, not being authentic. You know, getting married again, creating a new family again, not feeling, do I have my heart in this? Just like a, a life boat, a life jacket. Okay, if I create a new family for my children, then they will be happy. You know, then they will not feel my mom is not happy. Um, so I really, it, it's like I, I thought like this. If my mom could only get a job, then my life would be good again. So as an adult, I guess I, I had a feeling like, okay, if I only have a, a new man who loves me, then, you know... I will be happy again, and then my kids will be happy. So I think that in a way, instead of being authentic, instead of being, this is happened, these are the consequences for me of what happened, and it makes me sad, and it's going to take a while before I can come back again, before I can be authentically happy. There will be lows, but don't worry. I'm not going to die, you know? It's not going to kill me. And in the meantime, if you get sad or worried, you have your aunts. You can go talk to them. You have your grandmother. You can talk to them. I wish with my kids that we would have sat down, even though they were young, that we would have sat down and say, okay, 
kids, mom is going through a rough phase right now. And if you need to talk, if you feel scared, if you feel unsafe, if you feel sad, and mom is not listening to you, come to me, okay? And mom will come back. She's always there. She will come back. But I kind of pretending to be there all the time. And then I cried when I put the kids to sleep every night. And I'm, I'm thinking that how to be a good parent when you're going through a depression. If we think about depression as a cold, when we get a cold and we can't go to work, we have a fever you know, and we tell our kids. Now we had absolutely no problem at all to say, oh, kids, mom has uh, COVID. You have to stay in that. She has to stay in her bedroom and we can't speak to her for, for a week, okay? And she used the other bathroom, okay? That is something that is totally okay to tell the children. But we never tell, I don't think so at least, the children that, okay, Mom is having a depression, which means that right now we can't go into a room, we can't talk to her, she's going to use the other bathroom, okay? And eventually, when she becomes stronger and better, okay, things will be fine, you know, they will go back to normal. But in the meantime, you rely on me a bit more, okay? Until mom recovers. So I think that if we could somehow address depression more as we do with a cold or any other disease, then maybe it wouldn't be such a big deal for everyone involved. Maybe we could support each other in a different way, like saying, hey, you know what, I'm depressed. Could you please, please, please pick up uh, my son from, day in, you know, from school this week? I'm having a super low period. That will be amazing. We have no problem to call a friend and say, hey, I have like a, a temperature and um, a sinus infection. Do you think you can take uh, my daughter to ice skating practice this week? Of course, that's what we do. That's what friends are for. That's what we do, parents of other children and so on. But if we become depressed, God forbid that the other parents know. We hide it. And it means when we hide things, they grow. So I think to become, to be a good parent, to me, when I look back and see the things I did wrong, I wish I would have, instead of trying to create the happy life for my kids, I would have been better at communicating where I was at. To make them less afraid. Because I think that when I don't say it as it is and I hide it, there is so much uncertainty in that. And I think children become very, very scared. So this question, how to be a good parent when you are depressed, I think, you know, tell it as it is. It is what it is. And it's really like, what is depression? Depression is like a cold that hits your, your head or your soul or whatever you say. And it's, it's going to pass, but it means that my energy is lower, I'm not as happy, there is something that kind of turns on the crying and turns off the laughter a little. 
depending on how old your child is, but to really, really um, make depression less dramatic. Because we are going to live with this. We are going to struggle with this. It's going to be present in our society. It is present. And I think that everyone who struggles with depression is more or less hiding, uh, covering up, trying to not to. And I think it's really, really good that all the young people these days, they are like coming out. It's like you you are homosexual and you're coming out. But now I feel young people are coming out with their eating disorders, with their depression, with their anxiety. And I say, hallelujah. Because when I was young, I was like the only one with eating disorders. I was the only one who was depressed. I was the only one, you know, having uh, an alcohol addiction. And I did it all behind closed doors. No one knew. And to live like that, it's so shameful. But to really remove the shame, and I'm not talking about removing stigma, because stigma, I hate that word. I really feel like depression, it's in our society, is more common than COVID. More people die from depression yearly. Millions of people die from depression every year. There is like a global pandemic of depression that leads to suicide, and it's here. And how to do something about it? And I think, I thank you for this question, question, how to be a good parent. Because the thing is that if we are depressed and we are kind of suppressing it or hiding it, not communicating it, withdrawing, we create uncertainty in our children. We scare the shit out of them. A parent who is present, who is available and who is there goes from being that to being unavailable, not present, perhaps hidden in the dark, lying in a dark room. And we need to talk about it. We need to make our children understand that there are different kinds of disease. You know, there is COVID, it hits us like this. There is, a, you know, pneumonia, it hits us like this. Uh, we can break a leg, we can, you know, have any other, we can have cancer, diabetes, whatever. And there is also something called depression. And then it's, that's when the soul, you know, gets sick. And this happens too. We have a body and mind, and when the mind gets sick, it's also there, it's present in our lives, and most likely it's going to happen to all of us. So let's not make a drama out of it. Try to handle it more like, okay, this happened and we will handle that too. And I think if you're a single parent, I know that many, many single parents become depressed of lack of support and lack of feeling valued and uh, maybe financial issues, emotional issues, uh, time, lack of time, uh, stress, pressure. Many, many single parents become depressed. And how to address that with your children when you're alone? I think and I hope that we all have someone that is close to our children. When... When I was younger, I always had friends. I had amazing friends. When Stefan died, I had amazing friends who cared for my children. I had my sisters. I had at least four or five friends who came, who was with them, who slept with them, who played with them, who took them out, really rescued them 
a bit from my grief. And I would say that if you're a single parent, it's so important to have support, to really have someone who can step in for you and to, who can co-parent somehow with you or be a friend to the child, someone that the, the kids rely on. That if you become depressed, you can actually say that Anna is going to be here a little bit more. And don't be afraid to ask Anna to be there for your children. That is also, we should not be afraid to burden, be a burden to people. Because the next time it's their depression we're going to take care of. So I think to ask for help and to really say, to be authentic in that request also and say that, hey, I'm going through a depression and I'm really worried about my children. Do you think you can support me and them by being here a bit more? Who can say no to that? I would like, okay, um, I would say yes. If you lived, if you were money, I would say yes. And I think that we need this network of friends, especially when we know more or less one of us is going to be depressed sooner or later, maybe a few at the same time. So I think to be a good parent is actually to, to just acknowledge this is happening. If you're two parents, uh, I think it's really, really good to kind of make a plan, see how to talk with the kids. And, you know, it's like any, any other thing you talk with the kids about. If you're going through a separation or if a grandma died or if dad got cancer or something, you try to tell the children in a way that they can receive it. And if that is difficult, ask for help. Go see a therapist, you know, talk to someone about your worries. And I know that when when I was 26 and he died, I, I saw a therapist a few times and she said, and I expressed my worries about the children, and she said, Shama, there is something called good enough parenting. And that is what you are practicing right now. And you can do that for quite a long time without the kids being hurt. And that calmed me down. That made me realize that, okay, I'm there. I'm reading them stories. I'm making breakfast. I'm playing. I'm going out. But in, on the inside, I'm always sad. But it's good enough, you know? And when I look at pictures from this time, I see all the... There is an excessive amount of arts and crafts and playing and um, the Halloween pictures that year. They are like so intense. And I can really see that I try to hide so much by doing and being a good parent. And I think that a good parent in general is someone you trust. You know, that your kids trust you, that they feel that you are my go-to place. And then you have, you know, you have space to not be on top all the time. You have space to have days when you cry. And I feel that with two of my children, I have that mother-child relationship where I too have space to communicate my feelings and to be who I am and to actually uh, say I'm going through a depression right now and it's tough but I'm getting I'm coming out of it because this we are not afraid anymore 
And the interesting part is that my my eldest daughter, she's always been afraid that I would commit suicide. I have always been afraid that I would do it in relationship to her. But with my other children, I don't have the same fear of me being unreliable. So I realized that my way back then, when I tried to hide and not communicate and pretending I was happier than I was, that created uncertainty, fear, mistrust in her. And my way now, when I'm more transparent, when I'm more saying it as it is, when I show my feelings, my children are less anxious. They are less worried, you know, because as kids we take on, we worry for our parents. And at times we can take on the role of being the parent to our parents. So I think that my best advice, both as a child, from the child perspective and from the parent perspective, is actually to find ways to communicate about depression. What is depression? Uh, just as we would if you get cancer. To really like see and also ask for help. How do we communicate this to our child? You know that for every major event, like uh, someone goes to prison or a parent um, uh, gets cancer or, uh, you know, um, a divorce or something, there are guidelines. This is how to do it the best, you know, communication way for the children. Uh, you can call or organizations and ask, like, um, the father of my child just went to prison. What do I do? Shall I tell my child or should I not tell my child? And then it's like super important to tell your child because otherwise the child will, would eventually think that, okay, if, you, if you, the other parent disappears, um, it's, it's like, um, I don't remember how it was, but it was important to tell the child that it was like that. That what happened, happened. Uh, and I think in general, it's like, if you get cancer, yes, answer all the questions. Will that die? We don't know. We hope not. This is the medication. This is the plan. And then we know. And right now, everything is okay. But he will be tired at times. He may throw up. He may lose his hair, blah, blah, blah. You know, why not do the same with depression, that we treat it like it's cancer, because it's cancer in our mind. And I think also, if we feel that we can be depressed with our children in a way, or they are safe with other people while we are at home crying or lying in bed, you know, um, if we have a support system that maybe uh, I go and I stay at an apartment of a friend for a month, and recover, and my friend stays with my kids for a little while, and say that, you know, this is better because my mom has, she has this disease at the moment, so with COVID, we had no problem to separate anyone, and these are just my own thoughts, it's nothing scientific about it, it's nothing, you know, proven or so, this is my, how I'm thinking from the child perspective, teenage perspective, and from my parent perspective, I think that communication, clear communication, you know, to say it as it is and 
less drama and really see, okay, not only how can we make this better for the kids, but also for yourself. The better you are, the easier you will regain your health, you know, and and to really see that if you are to worry about the kids too, how will this affect them? It may push you even lower in the depression. So I, I think really find good ways to communicate on the child level, see, uh, you know, not going too far, uh, never ever going to the suicidal path or something, um, but really say that this is like a like a cold in the mind, you know, inside. Um, it's a lot of, you know, sadness, it's a lot of tired, it's a lot of this and that, and um, it will pass. You know, it has nothing to do with you. Actually, absolutely nothing. You are the joy, you know. Um, this is really like for the child to know that they are a, um, what do you say, a sparkle, that they are the silver lining in the life that is at this point a bit gloomy. So uh, I think we can do this in a, in a different way. And my way that has been lately is actually to consider when I become depressed to say, okay, here it comes again. What do I do when I get a cold? I pull, you know, I go buy ginger, garlic, um, you know, I sit up sleeping, this and that. I have my little things. And when I become depressed, I do the same thing. I run every morning then. I begin to take my medicine um, I really care for my sleep, I connect with friends, I connect, 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 reach out, ask for help, instead of going down. So I do one good thing at a time. And I think that is also very, very important for you when you are depressed, to do one good thing at a time. And I think one good thing is to not hide, that we are more transparent and open about it. Um, depression most likely will will affect everyone sometime in life. So why pretend it's not here? Okay, my loves, that was it for today. I hope I answered your question the best I can. And you are more than welcome to comment, uh, to send me, you know, DMs or comment on this episode. And I would just mix it and upload it for you to listen to. And um, yes, if you want to send me an email, I have a new email address. It's info at shamaperson.com. Info at shamaperson.com. Two S in person. And you can also see, you can also find me on my website, shamaperson.com. And follow me on Instagram. And if you like this podcast, I would love if you recommend it to other people. So I have the energy to continue. Okay, I love you. Puss.